Welcome, everybody. This is No One Likes to Do a Podcast, the world's premier, dedicated, Fast and the Furious podcast. I'm Daryl Wong. Oh, I'm sorry. I must be in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Is this the is this the wrong room? I'm not sure how you got into. My, uh... I thought. <laughs> I thought this was a. Um, I thought this was a. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm in the wrong spot. I thought this okay. was a Julia Stiles fan meetup, but it's not. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah, that's definitely Tuesdays. Same channel, oh, same place, shit. wrong day. Okay, same yeah. link though. Same link, totally. Okay. All right, cool. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I can talk too fast. You want to talk too fast? I'm Nick Nocero, by the way. Um, uh, you want to talk well, too fast? Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of crossover between the Julia Stiles fan base and the Fast and Furious fan base. So, I mean, totally. let's go for it. All right. Uh, Daryl Wong, what did you love or hate about Too Fast this week? Um, How are I mean, you I feeling, look, by the way? I feel all right. I'm a little bit tired. Cool. I was in DC this weekend. Mm-hmm. What were you doing, doing there? Um, I was there for a wedding on the Saturday, and we I like yeah I went up on the Friday and you stayed were protesting until, it. Um, I wasn't protesting it. No, it was it was nice. It was nice to get out of town for a little bit, and yeah, DC was cool. I had a nice time. Solid man. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Um, but I watched the movie like on I did a half and half on Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good, man. Too fast is about friendship. Too 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 fast is about um, yeah, getting back in touch with people and um, building some new memories. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of about. <laughs> I don't know if it's really about that. No. Yeah, I mean, I sort of had the feeling of, like, I'd rather be doing anything else than watching <laughs> Too Fast, Too Furious yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple thoughts about it. Sure, My where do you want to start? slamming the doors. But um, I had a couple thoughts about Too Fast. One is Gallo's Pizza, our old friend. Yes. He's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Okay. Let's presume let's presume we take the scenario um in the context as presented, right? Gallo's Pizza is drinking a soda from Gallo's Pizza. His real name is what? Mm, Agent Dunn. Agent Dunn is drinking a soda from Gallo's Pizza. Where he presumably went and got lunch. Mm-hmm. He, like, drove in his car to a place for lunch, picked up pizza there, drove it back to his office, and ate it, mm-hmm. right? He probably even went with the coworker. Coworker was like, hey, you want to go to Gal- you wanna go to Gallows today? You want to stop by Gallows? You want to stop by Gallows, our regular office lunch pizza spot mm-hmm. that's right around the corner. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. And then Brian is, is like, let me be real tricky for a second. <laughs> and, um, you know, let me tell you, what would be a better motor for my skyline? A Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? 
Gold and 20. Then, shit, sorry. Uh, uh, and then, 24. Yeah, oh, probably the 24, right? Wrong. That's a pizza place. <laughs> right. But not only is it a pizza place, it's the pizza place you just fucking went to and know the name of. <laughs> and go do all the time. And then you still didn't get it right. So what's that about? What's done about? How come he doesn't know? How come he's not paying what's attention to his about? surroundings? You know what I mean? It's like, what, what, what's, what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he's just mean he's like fucking stupid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, unfortunately. There's no is... reason for him to forget the name of the pizza place he went to fucking 15 minutes ago. Max yeah. half an hour, right? Um, I mean, yeah, that's true. Do you know the gonna... names of your lunch? You work in an office. I work in an office. I know the name of every single restaurant in my neighborhood because there aren't that many and I have to eat them all the time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is not a difficult thing. So, anyway. Uh, that was my thought about Gallows for this week. What do you got on your list? Um, well, I know, I mean, when I we first started the movie, actually, um, we see Brian show up, uh, not immediately, not, not right off the bat, but he shows up in a very nice, very pristine, very tricked out, Nissan GTR and throughout the entirety of the series that's the god car you know that's the one that that's you want that's not a skyline uh yeah it's a skyline GTR oh yeah. okay my bad yeah yeah my bad um but i mean we know just from um absorbing like movie fanfare surrounding this movie that he was in fact one of the cars that he could have been driving in the scene was a Dodge Dart SRD mm-hmm. and I actually Weren't they trying think, to put him in a neon too at some point? I think that I think the dart and the neon are like very very closely related. I forget oh, which one okay. it was, but they're like, uh, yeah, they exist around the same time, and I always forget which one it is—a dart or a neon. But it's like that car, that car that's yeah. in your head. You're thinking of that's the one. Um, yeah, like a dopey, bubbly gray car. Yeah, like a sleeper, a sleeper car. You know, it, yeah, it was sleeper. fast. Yeah, they put they put like good stuff inside of it, but it, you know, it looks goofy. Um, totally. My thought though is that like the opening scene and that opening um, race that they have, I think it would have been better if he wasn't driving such a nice car. Oh, if he was in a sleeper. If he was in a sleeper, you know, and yeah. I think like the car choice there really defines him as like, uh, hey, like he's obviously gonna win this. But if we think about where, right, what happened between the end of. Um, original Fast and Furious up to now, like, yeah, well, he's been he's been, he's he's been, been on racing, a road trip. yeah, he's been road tripping, street racing, slowly leveling up his car. But we don't actually need him to arrive at too fast. Um, already haven't proven himself with like right. a yeah. We don't need to we don't need to put him in like the hero car, especially because we only see this car for like five minutes, you know. Yeah, I agree with the one thing. The car blows steam, which I thought was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing people tricked out their cars to do? Hmm, I could see that happening actually. You know, and he like it's doesn't got he... out of like the wheel wells of the front tires, it like tsh, like blows steam upwards, kind of. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if that's steam or if that's like, um, you know how they put like air suspension in cars and maybe that's like mm, a quick release of that air, air suspension. Yeah. Um, I like your idea because it, it makes more sense from um, a scene standpoint mm-hmm. for the beginning of the movie, right? Let's imagine, let's go down this road for a second. So Brian, he's like, all these people are waiting. They're like, oh, we need a fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Suki and then the other two guys. And then Ludacris is like, oh, I got somebody. Mm-hmm. He's new in town. And uh, he calls him up. Brian arrives in his Dodge Neon or Dodge Dart. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them then get to be like, oh, who's this fucking Joker? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And then Luda's like, instead of being like, oh shit, it's Brian, they're like, who's this jokester? We don't know this guy. Luda's like, you got this? Like, they're sort of hustling each other under the table. Mm hmm. And then Brian, like, smokes him. Brian raises his stakes. It's like, oh, you don't think you can win against my Dodge Neon? Mm hmm. Like, why don't we raise the stakes? Then the whole stakes thing makes a little more sense. I agree. Because the people won't be, like, scared of Brian and, like, scared of raising the stakes. They'll be like, oh, no problem. I'll raise the stakes. I can beat that crappy car. I agree. And I think another key component of this, something that's always bothered me, was Mm -hmm. that they're friends with Suki. You know? Brian seems to know Suki. Suki likes Tej. Yeah, Suki and Tej hang out. But the idea of bringing... The idea of bringing Brian to wax Suki, like, actually, like, sort of not chill, you know? No, like, not chill at all. Right? And raising the stakes because, like, whatever. Suki lost an extra 1500 bucks there when she didn't yeah. really have to. Yeah. But if he showed up in the, in, yeah, if he showed up in the Dodge, it actually would have been more balanced and that whole scene could have played out such that you wouldn't have this weird, like, mm, why are we taking advantage of Suki? Right, totally. I totally agree. Um, sorry, man, I'm a little tired. That's okay. Jet lag. Yeah. What time is it in Auckland? It's one forty-five p.m. Oh. But um. It's yeah, I don't know. It's a big. T- it's like an eighteen-hour difference, so it's taken a couple of days to like get my rhythm back. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um. I wanted to talk a little bit this week about this movie. Um, there's a lot of ambition here. I wrote this down. There's a lot mm-hmm. of ambition here. Okay. Let's go through the list. One, they have Paul Walker, who's like a hot stud of a movie star. Right? Mm-hmm. They've got Tyrese um, Gibson. Gibson. A, a, a model, a burgeoning television and film personality. An R&B singer. An R&B singer, you know. Uh, they've got uh, Ludacris, a famous rap star. Mm-hmm. They've got Devin Aoki, a famous model. They've got Jin, right? Yes. The rapper. Um... They've got, obviously, the best stunt guy in the biz, Mr. Cereal Box. <laughs> They've got John Singleton, who directed this movie, was like, this is this is sort of the second wave high point of John Singleton's career. Um, 
like he did Boys in the Hood, which was his first like big thing in '91. Mm-hmm. But then, then he like didn't work for a little bit. Um, he did Poetic Justice in '93, which is a good movie. And then he came back 2000. He did Shaft with uh, Samuel L. Like mm-hmm. the remake. Which was kind of a big movie. Then he did Baby Boy with Tyrese, Whoa. which is like a beautiful little independent film. Mm-hmm. And then he does Too Fast. And then he goes on to do Four Brothers right after this. Wow. So it's like John Singleton's like kind of a big get at this moment, I feel like. Or like, you know, back on his sort of second rise. There's a lot of ambition going on here. Like, mm-hmm. I think people thought this was going to be a a huge fucking movie. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. If we hear that cast, like, now that you've mentioned it, sort of like, that's a big cast. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Big, huge. Ava, Ava Mendez? Yes. Who's, like, about to burst into superstardom? Mm-hmm. Um, the guy from fucking Goodwill Hunting? Which guy is that? Uh, Carter Verone. Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. man. He's one of, like, the friends in Goodwill Hunting. Holy smokes. Yeah. It's like there's a this this movie's kind of stacked. <laughs> it's basically what I'm trying to say. It's like well, this movie's totally stacked. Who blew and it? What's that? Who blew it? I mean, it sounds like you had a director, yeah, you had a cast. It? Who blew it? Is a great 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 question. Um and I think they were really disappointed when Vin wasn't when Vin didn't sign on. Hmm. Right? Can you imagine this movie and it's Vin mm-hmm. and they're having another adventure together? Mm-hmm. It's kind of elevated to fucking great. Yeah. And, um, hmm. Hmm. Do we think, I mean, does this put us along a path here where we're trying to, like, I, I mean, I generally don't know why Vin didn't sign on to this. Was he busy making other... So I did a little research. Um, He was definitely busy. Uh, He wanted to do Chronicles of Riddick, which in my mind is a much better choice as a kind of good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you ever seen that? I I don't think I've watched it in its entirety. I think I've tried to start it. Yeah, I'm down. I think I tried to start it. And I maybe saw one of the later movies in that series. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I saw the original. Okay. Um, I'm down to watch it's it. It's good, basically. Yeah. Pitch Black is the first one, and then it's Chronicles of Riddick. And then he did another follow-up called Riddick in, like, 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. Which was not quite as good. But Chronicles of Riddick is very good. Okay. Yeah, it's wa- it's wacko. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> it's really wacko. I talk about... Avatar a lot as a movie that's like really going for something even though it's not a great movie it's like at least it's bonkers and I feel the same way about Chronicles of Riddick that it's just crazy <laughs> I appreciate uh, that energy I appreciate that energy oh I always do but he was offered 20 million dollars to do too fast that's from the report that's a big price tag that's a big fucking price tag that's... and he basically said uh, the script sucks so no. Hmm. Which is hard to deny. I don't know what 
the script looked like with Dom Toretto in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Does that exist? Does that mean Tyrese isn't in it? Because I would say... I would say probably, right? Man. Hmm. And then we would have a Tyrese-less fast universe? Hmm. I'm not sure overall that's good, but this movie would have been better. Huh. I don't know. I I really like Tyrese in this movie. I like Tyrese in the rest of the series as well. Um, I like Tyrese in this movie too, but I do think a Dom Toretto. Um, I think a Dom Pref- Toretto like too fast is something that the universe is sorely missing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a script out there. Ooh. Right? Just like floating around somewhere? Mm hmm. Wow. That would be a rare find. That would be a rare find. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I'll look around for it. Anyway, I just thought like the scale of ambition on this was something I hadn't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked it. On that yeah. note, I um, and we, yeah, we're talking about sort of alternate realities here and sort of the potential that sort of, yeah, the screenplay had. Um, as I was watching it, I actually felt that, and I'm not sure if I've made this observation before, I don't think I have, but yeah. of all of the Fast and Furious movies, this one, I think, would be the only one or would be the best one to turn into... Like a musical or a oh, theater presentation. Yeah. Big time. Right? Big time. Because you have, yeah, you have that strong backstory of the of Tyrese. You have kind of, you have Brian O'Connor's character entering from who knows where. where, yeah. where we, have, we have to kind of reestablish sort of where he's at. You have this, yeah, you have the, their friendship sort of, yeah, it has uh, like a very clear um, sort of arc and, uh, yeah, and I mean the stunts aren't crazy, so you can still you can get some good no, set not. work going in there. Yeah. Um, I totally agree, and it's also like from a, just a production design standpoint, the most sort of driven, like, like theatrical, almost. Mm-hmm. Like I can see uh, the lineup of cars in the beginning, like Suki's pink one and like the orange one and Brian's silver one, and they're all like cartwheeling on top of them like in a mm-hmm. choreographed dance mm-hmm. you know on stage i could sort of see that working out pretty well and the characters seem like they would fit different like a well in a musical archetype you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i def- i would be down for it was there one that we missed was that a musical the thing in la oh i don't remember what that was there was some kind of stage production in L.A. that we missed. Hmm. Obviously, I wasn't flying to L.A. for it. Damn. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd be down. Um, speaking of shit we're down for, do you want to do shout-outs? Yeah, let's shout that out. All right, what do you got for me this week? Um, I wanted to do, yeah, so I was out of town this weekend, um, and I, uh, yeah, I haven't really, yeah, I've never really done any sort of train travel before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took Amtrak out of Penn Station right into DC and I want to give a big shout out to train travel because that shit's real nice. Yo, 
Um, yeah, it is. Did you take the Acela or the Northeast Regional? Ooh, mm, I'm not sure. Would I? How would I know? The Acela is like nice. It's like uh-huh. it's like all business class. It's kind of expensive. This one was kind of expensive. And it's express. Mm, it wasn't a yeah. Oh, I know. I, it wasn't full express. We did have to make some stops in like Philly and Baltimore and stuff. Mm. But I think we were trying to get an express one, and they did, like didn't have any more. And right after we mm-hmm. bought tickets, they had more express running. Oh, what a bummer! Yeah, that's okay though. I mean, I had a I had a really good time. Like, I thought train travel was awesome. It's like one, it's like location is better. Like going into Penn Station is like mm-hmm. way easier than getting out to whatever JFK, LaGuardia. And when you get yeah, you, know, when you get mean, into your true. destination. Yeah, when you get into your destination, they Penn don't Station leave you. Sucks though. Yeah, I right? mean, it's I mean, it's not a what's that other one? Port Authority. Port Authority is the worst. Penn Station. Yes, true. And then Grand Central. True. Yeah. But true. location's nice, and it also drops you off like basically in the middle of the city in DC. Yeah, I do amazing. like that. I like what is it like? Um, what's it called in DC? Mm, I don't know. Union Station. Union Station. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the heart Union of it. Station. It's beautiful, yeah, big, right? Big. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I um, like it a lot. Yeah, location. I like train good. travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like me and Joe Biden. We're both big train guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we like Amtrak quite a bit. Yeah. Um. No, I'm down with that shit. I used to take an Amtrak. I used to take an Acela from New York to DC every week. I'd take it down on a Monday and I'd take it back on a Friday. Holy smokes! Yeah, real You're working. Like, yeah, it was real shit. Hmm. Yeah, I could so, see it sort of not being great for all the time, but it was great for like a once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. If the alternative nice. is like, did you go in the quiet car? That's my favorite. No, we did the opposite. We sat in the cafe car. I was getting oh. snacks and drinks and then like hot dog is fun great. little. I didn't get the hot dog. I saw I saw a child eating the hot dog and he looked mm-hmm. like he was having a good time. Yeah, the hot dog is good. It's basically the best thing on the menu. <laughs> it's the best thing on most menus. Well, that's fair. If a menu includes a hot dog, it's tops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I sort of have a similar vein in terms of. No, mine's not similar. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to try to relate it. Um, I just got back to my home in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, and the uh, first thing I did was go to McDonald's. Because the McDonald's yes. here is fucking baller. It's like the meat is way fresher and the vegetables are fresh. And the buns just are like fluffy and delicious. I feel like they just take more care. Like, there's a McDonald's attitude in America that's like, we just don't give that much of a shit, right? And McDonald's corporate has, like, idiot-proofed all of this stuff so that it basically comes out the same every time. Mm-hmm. But we, as workers, we don't give a fuck because we're underpaid and overworked and... uh you know, we should be making a lot more, and they're trying to replace us all with robots, right? Mm-hmm. In New Zealand, it's just like, I'm fucking jazzed to be here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Where does that motivation come from? I just like, it... think, 
Yeah, I don't know. Does Maybe everybody like enjoy their job? Dignity. Yeah. Would you say, I don't know if you tried other fast food in New Zealand, but mm-hmm. it's the overall, yeah, is the overall sort of attitude of the sort of like general employee, fast food employee? I wouldn't greater? say that like as a thing. I don't, I don't really mean to speak to like the employment conditions because A, I've never worked like a fast food um, or a quick service food job mm-hmm. in my life. So I, I really can't, I'm like in not a position to like speak to the quality of that in either place. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like the quality of food is fucking delicious. Excellent. Here, do they have special like menu it's, items? It's a burger I'm like actively into. Uh, eggs. Yeah, it's a big thing here. Hamburger. I could see that. Is that a breakfast item? Yeah. That's a, that's all day. Could you eat no. that for dinner? It's an all time item. Oh, interesting. Yeah, dinner, lunch. I mean, it's a good little hamburger sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other things, and then sometimes they do like international stuff. So, you they get like the best of McDonald's China and McDonald's Europe, and McDonald's USA, like specialty items. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes those like big honk back barbecue burgers come here, huh? From the U.S. You know, or like some weird Chinese shit, like black bun burger. Oh yeah, those sesame. Charcoal sesame bun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I feel like, I mean, I, um, I don't eat a ton of McDonald's. It's a good mix. But I, like, I feel like we don't get the cool stuff here. We just get only the original McDonald's stuff. I agree with that. Right? Why? Yeah. U.S. McDonald's is probably the tamest market there is. Hmm. Like, there's no, there's no risk. As if, because, what, do they think people aren't going to eat it if they don't offer their standard staples? Yeah, maybe. Or it's like everything gets filtered to the U.S. market, right? So, like, they use the other markets as oh. test cases for all this wacky shit. Yeah. And then, like, what works gets filtered up towards the U.S. market, and what doesn't, doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do we still consume the most McDonald's? Probably have the most McDonald's, therefore um, America consumes the most. I'm going to assume... By a large margin, we do. Nice. Interesting. I mean, I can look it up, but... Yeah. You know. Cool. McDonald's. I like McDonald's. Yeah, I don't know. That's my shout-out for this week. McDonald's. Shout-out to McDonald's. Excellent. Y'all? Yeah. Um, all right. What do you want to talk about with this movie? Hmm... Uh, I took note of something that I really should have noticed before, um, but like during the initial like um, test race, um, where they're going to chase down the Ferrari in the junkyard or the impound yard, basically, uh, I sort of for, like I, I didn't really connect the dots until now that they're going to Little Haiti, it's a neighborhood in Florida, I guess. Um, and that's why they drive. Oh, really? Yeah, he mentions it. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's at my impound, or it's at the impound in Little Haiti," and that's why we have that one scene, that one sort of short scene where there's like the guy. He's wearing like the big red polo shirt, and then the uh, the Timberland boots and the shorts. He's got the dreads, and they zip past him. It's because they're going to Little Haiti. It wasn't just oh. like a random. I always thought it was just like a random, like oh, like. Sure, just like a random guy, but that's 
that was the purpose of that shot is to show that they're going to little haiti that's right and what's the scene right after that is that scene take place in little haiti Mm, i mean presumably like the impound lot is in little haiti uh that's not clear at all right but Verone, what were they thinking? Verone definitely says it when he like tells them what their task is going to be. He says, "Little Haiti." They do most of the driving on the freeway. Then we see, yeah, we got that one scene with the dreadlock dude, and then boom, they're at the lot. Gotcha. But I think it's confusing. Okay, that's not clear at all. Right. I, I mean, I can see it, but it's like I. I, you know, this happens all the time, I feel like, with movies where, like, the filmmakers convince themselves it makes sense, and then the studio execs, because they've read the script, and they know the story, and they know what the filmmakers are trying to communicate, like, sort of convince themselves it makes sense, and then it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It took us how many watches to get that <laughs> that's what the deal was? Uh, Twelve watches. Twelve watches. Yeah. I'm not so sure that really adds up. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely no return on that investment there. Unnecessary. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Right. Basically, yeah. Um, maybe cool to see some like little Haiti stuff. Like these are international. This is an international franchise. It'd be cool to get like the little Haiti perspective thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like a scene in a future movie set in Little Haiti, um, or like this movie. In this movie, yes, yeah. <laughs> if they had done something in this movie that was like Little Haiti esque mm-hmm. at all, but I mean, the Little Haiti that's featured in this movie is a car impound and boat impound lot, right? Right? Yeah, that's it. Sorry, I have a person that's climbing a ladder next to me. It's really <laughs> fucking annoying. Um, hey, have we ever talked about Sobe Life Water as a product and thing that's featured in this movie? Oh, uh, no. So is Sobe Life Water... Did you ever water? drink Sobe Life Water when you were... So I drank Sobe. Is Life Water their, is that their standard drink? Is that what they call their I think so. their beverage? Life water? Oh, I definitely drink, drink I definitely, Sobe. I definitely don't <laughs> still drink Sobe. I don't like I wouldn't know where to find one if I wanted to, but um, yeah, I've definitely consumed a large amount of Sobe. Sobe. Um, someone I've, someone said I've had I've had like maybe three bottles of Sobe in my life. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I've never been up on the Sobe, on drinking Sobe. I was into it. That I might, mean, yeah, that such a ridiculous. Product. I liked. I like. I like the lizards. I like like the co-branding of Sobe <laughs> Energy and like um, uh, above the okay, above so the butt talk above the butt talk the... tattoos. Yeah, yeah, real tramp stamp vibe right. going on with all their brand. Yeah, <laughs> with all their branding. All right, Sobe Energy is the yellow one. Um, are you talking about the color of the beverage, or are we talking about reference in yeah. the movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking there's, about the color of the beverage. There's all kinds of colors. So yellow was like their lemon lime or whatever. 
Um, I drank mm-hmm. a lot of, there was like a carrot, some sort of carrot press one, which is orange, like a cloudy, like a carrot melon, I think it was. And then they had a, um, they had like a, yeah, like a dark, dark red, sort of like cranberry something. They had like, oh, like also like a melon flavor. I drank them all. Okay, so they are a brand of fruit teas. Uh, I'm not sure if there was any tea involved. I think it was like I think it was <laughs> like reading. No, I'm reading from like um, I guess citrus energy drinks slash teas. But then here's what I remember. They okay, so Sobe Life Water was <laughs> was was a product they introduced to directly compete in the vitamin water space. Oh, uh, I don't. In my mind, like I didn't know that. Vitamin water, vitamin water to me came much later than Sobe Energy. It was like Sobe Energy drink to me, like probably launched around the same time, like that Red Bull launched. They had Fruitopia. Um, Fruitopia was yeah. also a drink in that Let's era. Let's see, actually. Okay, so Sobe. <laughs> um. Yeah, company history. It was founded in 1995 yeah. and bought by PepsiCo in 2000. So five years after launch, PepsiCo's like, scoop. Mm-hmm. For me, like, uh, like even before, like, energy drinks, like, Red Bull was around, but it wasn't marketed as, like, an extreme sports energy drink until later on. I think Sobe, to me, like, there was always, like, Gatorade was for... Your classic sports athletes, basketball, football, yeah. baseball, running, that sort of thing. Sobe was for skaters. Sobe was for you know? skaters and other, yes, skaters, surfers. Degenerates. Exactly. And that was sort of their thing before, yeah. right? The later iteration of that is like your Red Bull and your Monster and your Rockstar energy drink, like sponsorships for extreme sports for like x games stuff yeah but i think sobe like existed at a time before like big time uh extreme sports endorsements so i think sobe the tea slash juice product did mm-hmm. sobe elixir ah elixir yes as the brand so sobe elixir sobe tea <laughs> there's sobe pure rush which is the energy line got it all right, Elixir was but for they, sure the first one that I yeah the one that I, I think it was. Yeah. And then there's Sobe Life Water, which was introduced later, I believe, to directly as as a direct oh. response to vitamin water as a product. I could see that it's a vitamin infused beverage. Mm-hmm. Got it. So um that is the sobe i most remember mostly because they sold it at our like high school snack bar mm-hmm. so i drank a couple drank a couple of sobeys there yeah let's look at sobe.com is it it's in it's in production they're still making them have you ever have you seen one i haven't seen one in a decade easily yeah <laughs> <laughs> easily, easily right easily yeah i mean if it's okay so they're introducing a new elixir flavor tsunami morning patrol which i i can't even imagine what sobe elixir morning patrol tastes uh-huh. like 
Is it is it called Morning Patrol because it's designed for wannabe cops? Just like hey, I th- sometimes I think real cops. Oh, maybe. <laughs> sometimes he's just like a cop marketed product. Interesting. Um. <laughs> I didn't know cop. I didn't know. Or like, I don't know if you like patrol in your own life. I don't patrol anything. No way. No way. I got nothing to patrol around here. Patrolling to me involves like a perimeter and walking around and being and just observing, looking for trouble. I'm not looking for trouble. Yeah, I agree. They should have like a they should if they, if morning patrol is like their cop one, they should have like different occupational <laughs> flavor <laughs> beverages. Like, Sobe administrator. Yeah, so <laughs> so. So be night beat mm-hmm. for like journalists on the night shift, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So be eyes I on think the they road. Could do well in that space, I think so too. I mean, like, really, when are you drinking the most beverages? Probably, probably when you're working, the most non-alcoholic yeah, when beverages. When you're working, you're like working hard. You're sweating it out. You're tanking Sobies. You're you're cramming kiwi burgers. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that's just everybody's normal day-to-day. That's just a run-of-the-mill day-to-day, as far as I'm concerned. Pepsi needs to step it up, okay? If they're still in possession of the Sobe brand, like, it's time for a full... Yeah, they should put time for one a full or revival. two on a shelf. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right? They got like, enough space. Anywhere in the continental United States, mm-hmm. they should put one, one or two on the shelf. Right, right. And they should, yeah, like, Sobe's got a bad, or not, not Sobe specifically, but, like, soda's gotten a bad rap over these past many years. People are more into their health beverage and stuff. They should just embrace it. They should, like, cycle through some of their heritage brands and, like, yeah, we don't just need to see classic Pepsi. Just, like, give me some weird stuff, you know? Bring bring Sobe to the forefront. And I think it'll be right. more fun. It'll, it'll build on the nostalgia and people will forget that it's death water. <laughs> it is death water and i think it's now marketed as an exclusively like i think it's exclusively sold in like pallets at big box mm. places mm-hmm. like like walmart or target basically but like if you're doing if you're a mom doing a bunch of family shopping mm-hmm. i mean you pick up a, you know a rack a, a case of sobeys for your soccer kids. Yeah. But you're not building any news or brand loyalty there. All right. Like brand loyalty no. is, is captured at whatever, at the checkout, you know, at the, at the end cap of your, um, of your, of your supermarket. All right. People will start with one or they see somebody and they have one and they buy one for themselves. And then all of a sudden you've got a, uh, beverage empire. Totally. You got to throw yourself into the fire. Mm-hmm. Sylvie. Like you gotta, you gotta be willing to like stand up there, in the fridge at the at the bodega next to the Arizonas and embrace your inner gecko. Like, Guess what? You have a choice. You, you you have a choice. You can choose Arizona iced tea. You can choose um uh uh fifty cent vitamin water. Uh, or you could choose us a delicious energetic Sobe. Life water. It's up to you, bro. You know? I'm like are you what's your vibe, basically? 
Are you a cool? Are you? Are you? Are you like a cool skater dude, or are you some like lame punk ass nerd? That's right. Who drinks Arizona all the time? <laughs> you know. I feel you. I would love. I would love to run into a Sobe. I would definitely have one the next time I see one. I'm pumped. All right. Yeah, let listeners get pumped about Selby. Let's bring it back. Um, I, that's all I want to talk about with this fucking movie this week. Yeah, that's a wrap. Too fast is done. That's a wrap on us. We'll be back for three fast. Um, do you know where they can engage with us? Ah, you I forget. Um, yeah, we're we've got a presence on Twitter at Nolt Podcast N O L T T. Um, we've got an email. I think you can also see us on Facebook, right? You could see us on Facebook. Um, you'll see a past <laughs> version of us, which has not been updated. But at a Facebook, defunct, <laughs> dusty ass version of us on Facebook. Facebook reminds me like multiple times a day. They're just like, "Hey, would you like to come back here? Like, we we miss you. You haven't posted in a while." It's like Facebook. You need to chill, okay? Yeah. Facebook.com slash no one likes to do a podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes a tuna pod. We just posted our first, uh, Resident Evil cast, um, which is something I was like, was fun and was happy to do and it kind of sucked also. And go take a listen to that if you're a member and if you're not a member, like join up, fucking throw us a buck or two, you know what I mean? I'm like, I like the tears, I'm sort of over them. Hmm. I think we're just going to do some shit. We may lose our two patrons based on that. Mm. But I feel like it's like a pay what you will kind of deal. You know? Like, support us, don't support us. It's your choice, I guess. But, yeah, do whatever you want. Throw us a buck. Uh, um, You could throw us a buck for six a six-month term. Throw us six bucks. <laughs> you know? That's not hard. <laughs> whatever. Fuck you guys. Um... Also, if you want to throw us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, that's also very dope and helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. What else you got this week, Daryl? Mm, that's it. That's a wrap. Too fast was nice, man. All right, man. You d- I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll chat next week. We'll figure it out. Fuck you, too fast. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Peace. Peace.